<laughs> Hi, Bianca. So wonderful to see you. Good to see you and nice to hang out with you tonight. Well, it's 11, no, 10 p.m. here in Manila in the Philippines. Yes, we're, are you are you in, in Manila right now? I'm actually south of the capital. It's mm -hmm. called Tagaltay, so it's up in the mountains. It's about an hour and a half from, from Manila. All right. really I have to tell you, the most amazing vacation I've had in my entire life was uh, in the Philippines. We were oh my in, goodness! When yeah, was we were, this? Uh, it was um, in 2018, and we were uh, a little bit more north of uh, Cebu. We were in um, Carnassa Island. It's uh, close to Malapascua. Yeah. And I, nice. I dived with whale sharks there, like wild whale sharks. It was oh the most was humbling amazing. and incredible experience ever. Uh, yes, and kind of we were we were we were really dreaming of going back last November, uh, and then we postponed for now, and now it's quarantine. So, oh my uh, goodness, I can't wait for this to be over so you can push through with your trip and we can meet in person. That would be lovely. That would be lovely. Oh, I also amazing. have uh, good good friends in Manila right now. Uh, they're in co-working spaces there, and I'm sure it's a great environment to be kind of young entrepreneur and be so much closer to nature, exotic landscapes. Yeah, it's really warm though. At this it is. Time of what is the what is the what is the temperature like? It's about eighty-seven or ninety degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, what's that in Celsius? Do you know? I'm really bad with Fahrenheit. Okay, um, I'm thinking about 37, 38. 37, 38. Wow, this is really That's hot. Hard. Here it's, How here it's, uh, it's around 22. It's the perfect weather. It's, uh, it's very warm, uh, but still, you know, you get the breeze and uh, the super fresh kind of air flowing. Nice. All right. Are you yeah, guys still on lockdown? Uh, yes, I've been in a lockdown for over two months now. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, it's 11 p.m. there. Do you have a glass of wine or you'll go with that one? <laughs> um, I have water. Okay, water. Well, water would work as well. So I did a quick intro uh, of you and what you do before you joined, but I really wanted to redo it again because we're having uh, more peeps now. Guys, this is sure. such... This is such an incredible uh, opportunity for us. Uh, Bianca is one of the lifestyle and uh, beauty editors at Forbes. And we have been extremely fortunate to be covered in one of her April articles on basically what is going to happen to fashion uh, post quarantine. And there were some extremely interesting reflections. Uh, Bianca is also covering a lot of beauty and uh, in your <laughs> April and May archive, you have some pretty cool at home uh, beauty hacks. Uh, so maybe <laughs> we have time, we can, we can talk a little bit about pampering uh, at home during quarantine. Um, but yes, I would love to kick off and just ask, how are you doing? Are you still in quarantine? How's life in Manila? Well, today the government just announced that we might be, we will be extended for another 15 days. Okay. So it's a, on one end, it's a relief because um, the numbers have not gone down, at least as far as the NCR mm -hmm. National Capital Region is concerned. But then on the other hand, 
as with the rest of the world, the economy is kind of suffering because of this lockdown. And so it's very understandable that a lot of people from the business sectors are eager to get back, you know, to business, mm. you know, get back to operating. So it's a bit of a 50-50 kind of thing. Um, I know a lot of people are getting cabin fever, anxiety, and all these things. And so, you know, all of us are just trying to be there for each other when we can and in any way that we can. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough mo mo moment for everyone. So are you personally are you is your is your work very affected uh, or is being an editor uh, kind of flexible enough for you to be able to be on the one end of the world and manage to cover the stories you wish you would be able to cover otherwise? Well, the nature of being a writer or correspondent is that I really get to do my best writing when I'm at home, when I'm on my own. So I have to admit that some of my best work has been because I have enough time to work on it, you know, really ponder on subjects that I want to tackle and things like that. But on the other hand, it's hard to find like um, inspiration or get ideas because you're so limited. I'm so lucky to be staying in my dad's um, weekend home up in the mountains. So I'm not confined in a box or in a condominium. Because yeah. I, live in, I live in a really, really small apartment in the city. Mm -hmm. So in that respect, I'm, I'm just feeling grateful generally, you know, trying to make the most of this time to um, be better in my writing, get healthier, um, work out as much as I can, and, you know, just look inwards when I can and in any way that I can. Yeah, to be to be frank with you, I completely agree. And I feel the quarantine personally for me has been a period where I feel like I've regenerated for like kind of the past 10 years and for 10 years ahead. Uh, some some somehow being clo closer to home has helped me to optimize my time a little bit more. So I mean, I'm getting just as much work done, if not more, but then probably it's because I don't switch from place to place. Yes, you yeah. you can you can just uh, kind of straight away jump up, jump for a workout or cook dinner and more so so I've, I've found myself being uh, kind of more productive and uh, and happier during during this period so but exactly. yeah it is it is um, I'm guessing it is really like a psychological pressure to really be like uh, when the strict lockdown was taking place I mean it it's really getting mental for some people to be <laughs> It Close is. I, it's completely understandable also. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, um, when you feel stressed or when you're frustrated, usually before COVID happened, we have we have a bar to go to, a restaurant for dinner, you know, just to let steam off. Or you can have a coffee with friends or colleagues. Yeah. And now we don't have these options anymore. No. It's really, we're really forced to kind of like, face our feelings, our frustrations, our anxieties, our worries. There's really no escaping it. Yeah. So, so how are you staying? How are you staying? Uh, how are you kind of releasing anxiety? And how are you staying creative during this period? I'm guessing writing must be a good outlet for writing you. Is, it, it's for years, it's always been my go-to. I mean, I, I really, when I finish an article that I'm proud of, that I, I put my heart into, it, it really gives me this feeling that, 
it makes me feel fulfilled at least for a couple of days, you know. Um, but apart from that, um, what I've developed since the lockdown is that I rise with the sun. Maybe not happening tomorrow, but usually I'm in bed before midnight and then I'm up by like 5 or 4.30. And, and that gives me enough time for meditation, you know, just do a little bit of yoga or, you know, just... Wait, you mean you wake up at 4.30 a.m.? Is that yes. what you meant? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I rise with the sun. This is, it must be beautiful because you mentioned you're in the mountains. So, so it must oh be really. Goodness. I'll send you a photograph of sunrise. It is. We great. should have made this 11 a.m., 11 p.m. my time so that we catch you for a yeah. sunrise <laughs> live chat. That's what we can do another one. Don't worry. We can, we can I'll do this. We can do, we can do a sunrise uh, flow yoga with you sometime. <laughs> Absolutely. It's glorious. And it just, just seeing how the sun rises each day, it just reminds you that, you know, there's so many things to be grateful for. And that there's, there's, despite being on lockdown and bored out of my mind, there's, there's still something somewhat to look forward to. And that's, thank you. You made me wish, you made me wish I was there with you. I kind of really want to do a sunrise yoga now. <laughs> we can do an online sunrise yoga. Let's 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 try to organize this. It's going to be sure. a full moon one for me, but a sunrise for you. So <laughs> it, it will still work out. So tell me tell me more. Uh, I really want to know more about your passion. Tell me how it um, how how it all started with writing. I'm guessing, and uh, wow. I know you have passion for clearly for fashion and for beauty a little bit. So walk me through kind of how it all worked out with uh, with with Forbes. Is writing your first passion or not? Um, honestly, it um, in university and college, I had no idea what I wanted to do, and I think that's kind of how everyone felt anyway. So I was looking for an internship. And um, an internship at Seventeen Magazine land kind of landed on my lap. It was um, the older sister of my good friend was working there, and so I figured, mm -hmm. okay, this will be an easy like internship. I'll just you know just slow my way through it. And so I did that, and it, I haven't looked back since. Um, after Seventeen, I worked for a now defunct teen magazine called Young Star. Mm -hmm. And from there, I've worked in um, one of the top fashion magazines here called Mega. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it's been my life. It really has. So writing must be your first and biggest passion. I love not just fashion, but more yeah. of, I just love, I love telling stories. Any and story that... Any story that'll inspire or that'll kind of just change a little bit how you think about the world, to me, it's it's worth telling. What is um, kind of what what is capturing your mind? Like what topics are capturing your mind the most these days, and kind of make you truly reflect on life, world trends? Oh my goodness, so many thoughts. This <laughs> lockdown is like. <laughs> It's bringing so much, so much introspection, so much breakthroughs and breakdowns. Don't get me wrong, um, but off the top, I, I always, I'm always thinking about what the new normal will be like, 
And so stories that I'm drawn to write about at the moment are things that will give us an idea at least of what, sort of like the story I did on Cool and Conscious, where I was trying to paint the picture of what what consum- consumption in fashion might look like or is most likely to be like, which is a good thing also. I mean, mm-hmm. it, gives you, it gives you a feeling of having a silver lining amidst everything, if you think about it. What would you, how would you paint, for example, the new reality? What, like, what do you, what do you expect for the new reality in fashion to look like? I'm not, well, I hope everyone who is watching us now has read the article, but in case they haven't, uh, paint the picture for us. Um, well, I'm basing a lot of the things I write about on conversations I have with friends or things I read online and whatnot. And I'm seeing a lot of consciousness um, arising at the moment. People are starting to realize that the things that matter to them before COVID are suddenly not so important. And so it also, this extends to our fashion choices, wherein I, for one, used to think, I needed more clothes or more of these bags and more of these shoes. And from the time COVID happened and from the time lockdown happened in here, I was like, what am I going to do with these things? I honestly don't need much. And I am pretty sure I'm not the only one who's feeling this nope. way. <laughs> I can tell you I was caught. I was caught. So when the city, like the city by city lockdown took place uh, in our country, I, we we had gone somewhere just for the weekend, so I had two t-shirts and uh, two pairs of sweatpants, like one for running, one one for home. And <laughs> it's been 70 days until yesterday. It's been 70 days that I've been living with those two t-shirts and those two sweatpants. And today I just came back to my city, <laughs> so I have new clothes. <laughs> but yeah, it, oh it was goodness. it was absolutely it was absolutely manage, manageable. 70 days with four pieces. And also we as as a company, which clearly sells clothes, it has been a huge reflection point on, uh, you know, how do we make fashion sustainable in terms of sales? Because, you know, we have sadly, even 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 if brands stop producing today, there's so many clothes and textiles that we can go on for 100 years ahead. But at the same time, you know, fashion is a lot of people's passion kind of to make Yes. fashion so you can't yes. just cut it out of the way right so so there comes the point where you as a founder or or as a producer brand manager you need to sit down and reevaluate and ask yourself how do we make this in a way that we meet the needs uh the personal yes. needs the emotional needs the functional needs but also those of the world so at least if we are goal to go back to the way we consumed before, at least can we make it in a way which makes sense? Yeah, it makes more sense. There is a plan, right? And it, it, I think it counts now. I went shopping on your site, and I, I had so much fun. It made me, it made my, it made my day. Absolutely. Really? Did you get yeah, your pieces? You got a. I think that I got a, I got a top and a pair of pants. I think they're on the way already. Okay. Yeah. They were by Indoi, right? Yes. 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 It's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a super wonderful brand. We just had a chat with the founder uh, a few weeks back. They're one of our newest brands, and uh, super like she's a one-woman show. She does 
um, everything. Well, she has a partner in uh, Pakistan, if I'm not wrong. And uh, so basically, but she's kind of running the entire company and is so much, you know, it's so much work. A lot of people, uh, you know, when they see the final product, they kind of, they don't realize <laughs> how much effort and passion and risk and thinking and kind of sourcing struggle to make it as efficient and as sustainable and possible goes into every single piece. It is a lot of work. It is a lot, a lot of work. And especially for the brands that you carry, because from what I understand, you go full circle. Mm. So it's not just the end product, but also the creation of one piece puts into consideration the end life and where it goes and how it's it's going to be resurrected or used for other purposes. So yes, to me, I'll that in itself makes it a masterpiece. It is the end goal. Um, we really are. So right now, almost no brand is 100% circular, but this is definitely the goal and something that we're very excited uh, working on is the so-called ecosystem, which um, we have we have spoken to you a little bit about, which is where we don't only gather sustainable brands, but we also gather the most sustainable and transparent sourcing companies for textiles, for dyes, for threads, packaging even, and help our smaller brands source uh, kind of together so they get better deals and they can ultimately source more circular materials. So with Kind of as our platform grows, also the power of our platform grows for these brands to produce more uh, in a more circular and uh, and transparent way. So we're super excited to lay kind of to launch the ecosystem officially this year. Uh, so yes, it's the go-to. It's the go-to really close the loop absolutely from production to consumption to throwing away back to back to production. Amazing, super amazing project. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Yes, but let's go back to let's go back to uh, kind of the new normal. <laughs> um, yeah. So as I was saying, consumption will obviously be a little bit more mindful. Well, at least based off the conversations I've been having, you know, really random conversations. We just had Indoi joined. Hi. <laughs> I'm a Pretty fan. Nice. Bianca is awaiting your pieces, so we should do a follow-up with Bianca wearing the indoor pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sorry a fan. again. Enjoy. Yeah, so consumption, so consumption definitely will will be uh, more mindful and 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 clearly probably less in volume as well. Yeah, less in volume. I mean, I'm sure everyone now realizes that you don't really need that much things. I mean, a couple of t-shirts, a couple of leggings um, should be enough, especially on lockdown, and it's not really the end of the world. But then. We do understand that there is that need to express yourself through fashion and through all these other things. So it's just knowing that you put more thought into your consumption that I find to be a silver lining amidst everything. Hmm. How much do you think, well, for you, how much uh, of fashion is the expression part? Oh, a a whole lot. I mean, more than just an expression, it's also a way for identifying yourself, whether as part of a group, whether in terms of your beliefs, 
um, the kind of music, the kind of art, the kind of literature that you subscribe to. I mean, all of that is reflected in what you wear, I feel, you know, so I, I, it would be too extreme to say that we'll let go of that. I don't mm -hmm. think that's ever going to happen. But surely there is going to be some kind of need now to be more mindful of it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, come on, let's, let's face it. Most of us, we buy like four or five t-shirts of the same style. And out of those five, you probably wear only two or three. Yeah, we do. Do you feel, um, kind of, do you feel that sustainability within fashion could be uh, kind of part could it be self like a self expression would it become a self expression pillar uh within within the fashion realm uh and kind of For what sure. I, yeah i think sustainability in this, in itself could be a look you know i mean it could be it, it's a statement in itself mm -hmm. the fact that you subscribe to this ideal yeah is in itself um an expression both aesthetically in terms of craft, in terms of, um, mm -hmm. you know, the story of how your piece was made, that in itself is an expression. But I guess we're only now starting to feel the value of it. And we're only now starting to see the, the essence of it and how it plays into all of our lives. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm guessing kind of the reason why I'm asking is because one of the one of the uh, strong brands uh, in terms of sustainability positioning uh, is the Pangaya. Uh, probably you have heard of this brand. Uh, they yeah. do very plain uh, kind of sweatpants and hoodies and that's that. Yeah. They have like no more than like a few t-shirts, uh, one type of sweatpants, one, they just launched uh, one type of shorts and uh, kind of in a hoodie. Uh, and, you know, all, all they, all they, like all they stand for and position themselves for is, is through sustainability. Like even here, the logo is, for example, this t-shirt is dyed with seaweed or whatever. And, oh, cool. yeah, and, and it's as simple as this. It's like a t-shirt in a color and here it says you know this t-shirt was colored with algae and they're killing it i mean you have uh kind of people who would otherwise be rocking like gucci bags and not that there's anything wrong with gucci versus <laughs> uh, uh, you know high-end fashion as well and it's a and it's a guilty pleasure we all yeah but at the end of the day uh you know you have these people valuing uh you know a plain t-shirt which is dyed with algae as much as you know it's they would they would push it forward as much as you know a gucci bag so it's fantastic to see this transition within the cool segment uh of, of exactly. influencing which is which is an incredible uh you know it's, it's a huge step forward uh in my opinion to see that sustainability really is in a way becoming a way of kind of self-expression and, and, and showing where you stand. It, yeah, and it, it really is becoming something that people truly identify with. Like it becomes part of their identity that yeah. they subscribe to things that are ethical, things that are sustainable, things that are mindful. I mean, we are all a work in progress. We have our little guilty pleasures, but a small step is still a step, you know?
Absolutely. And speaking of kind of uh, um, breakthroughs, because the Pangaya uh, certainly have been kind of leading a cool way in kind of material science and innovation. Have you have you come across any interesting kind of breakthroughs? It could be in any industry, it could be beauty, fashion. Just curious to hear uh, something that you've come across. During lockdown, you mean? It might, it doesn't have to be just during lockdown. Just curious to see how the industries which are covering kind of what is, what is hot and what is cool uh, in, in your spheres of interest. Well, just very recently, I, I started an Ayurvedic skincare routine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from a brand called Tyla. Okay. So they, they base all their products on Ayurvedic medicine. And it is amazing. I'm telling you, it's really like I look forward to it before I go to bed every night. It's it's so now I'm I'm more interested to find out about Ayurvedic treatments and medicine and like what else I can do to improve my health through Ayurvedic. That's one breakthrough that I'm into at the moment. Um, prior to that, um. Beauty or fashion? It could be beauty, it could be fashion, or you could go in detail on Ayurvedic. I think it would be, uh, we would be curious to hear uh, kind of more about what practices or ingredients or rituals kind of have been working for you. Okay, so the Ayurvedic is pretty much the, well, the one that I'm doing is still close to what we all usually do, which is you cleanse, you moisturize the tone and you do the scrub but what's interesting is that they use um natural like plant essences to take care of your skin so it's really really mild it um and it smells so aromatic that you feel like you're in a spa like it inspires you to learn how to give yourself a face massage it's it? that level <laughs> Do you have any tools that, that I'm asking because the last live which we had was it on Thursday? Uh, we were we were speaking with Eva Sealand, who is a, a, also a beauty and fashion uh, influencer, and she was showing us some pretty cool tools, kind of for face massage. And when you do them, kind of your whole face starts to kind of lift oh up. Oh my god! Up. I've been dreaming of getting one. I'm. I'm not where my main home is. Yeah. As I told you, I'm in the mountains. And just yeah. like you, I have a few things with me up in here. So, yeah. but I've been, I've been dreaming of getting a couple of tools. Yeah, for now, she said, uh, she said an alternative. So she used one which um, kind of looked a little bit like a, like a, Eva, are you, uh, she was, she was watching us. I know, I don't know if she's still here, but uh, if she's here, she can text know. us the name of, um, of the two but basically she okay. said if you don't have the tool you can use those two fingers and kind of do that's exactly what i've been yeah. doing <laughs> this I'm is also what i'm doing yeah and uh so and it, it kind of works okay they have videos on youtube on how to do that and then you can do face yoga after oh okay face yoga is something i'm so curious about <laughs> It feels uh, weird. I'm still trying to get. Are you are you new to face yoga? No, I wouldn't say I'm into it. I'm learning it. Okay, so like, you're new. Okay. Yeah, I'm really, really new, but it's interesting. 
It's very interesting. Um, yeah, I really want to. I really want to find the proper app or a video for how to do yoga because, you know, when you, I usually, um, I do Pilates a lot, and you Same. Can, yeah, Pilates has been so. Before I started Pilates, I would I would work out so hard, sweat my body out, and then, I mean, okay, results. Pilates, fifty minutes, you know. Oh, cool music, women around, and I don't sweat a bit. And three months later, bam! Like Ooh. my body was just the best. And I was like, exactly. Can, I, like, can we have something like this for face, <laughs> like some training for for the face? Because I mean, clearly, uh, you know, some people do it, and they're. I mean, it does make but a difference to the like face the same so way. Good. Yeah, I don't. The same way it does for the body. Yeah, I'm still I'm still trying to find the perfect like face yoga routine if you can call it that. But until yeah. then, I'm just like. Okay, All right, yoga. so we should schedule you in for uh, a sunrise yoga session, and then when you when you get a halt on a good face yoga routine, we will lock you in for <laughs> for a face yoga routine life. Oh my goodness! Which will likely yeah. be a funny one, but. I'm game. Yeah, the videos make me laugh. So that's when I'm just like, I'm not sure if I should be doing this, but there. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um yeah, so uh, Ayur Ayurvedic cosmetic care is uh, is super curious and I have to say I feel like people located within Asia are a little bit more privileged with access to such kind of brands and products and it's just a little bit more i mean you guys are like the the area i feel it's more uh proactive and more pro uh in, in, how, how to call it i think proactive is the right word when it comes to just generally healthcare, um uh, uh skin care and more i used to live in asia care, yeah. decade, so Such a huge thing. yeah i feel i feel it kind of people just put this uh, little effort every day to feel great and look great and then it pays off and then the reactive medicine and healthcare is not as much needed as it is say in Europe or in the US. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if especially when you're working with just like back to basics kind of things, it, it really, it, it fits like a glove, you know? So that's been one thing that I've, that's like sort of my new skin breakthrough, skincare breakthrough at the moment. Um, fashion, I'd say it's cool and conscious for sure. Yeah. Woo! Did you hear that, guys? <laughs> Absolutely. The breakthrough. Yeah, that's my fashion breakthrough. Like, I, I, I know I'm shopping good when I'm shopping there. This is this this is warming my heart. And you know what, oh. Bianca, we're about to launch. So you know we have this uh, uh, sustainability score on every piece. You see how much it's saving. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. super soon we're launching um, the feature where all of your history shopping at Coin Conscious will be calculated on a kind of on a profile basis. So you would know oh your total impact. Also, what is committed, as in what are the actual emissions? What are the savings? And we will also compensate for kind of the actual emissions for the piece. So, uh, so yeah, so we're going to be uh, very soon, we're going to be a completely uh, carbon neutral company, which is incredible. 
That's amazing. I mean, I wish more more people would get it, but you know what? It's start. It's really a good yeah. start. What it I'm is. saying is that if a small company can do it, then I feel bigger companies with, uh, you know, with more resources should, should be able to do it as well. But at the same time, we should lead by example. And I feel, uh, I mean, we're all getting there. I mean, big companies are definitely, I'm super yeah, happy. Yeah, they're definitely see. looking into it at yeah. the moment. I mean, it's I'm something that a lot of resources are being put and a lot of them are qualifying as a B Corp. Uh, so we're definitely moving this way. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see my profile. Oh, I will, I will, I will um, update you as well as everyone here. Um, all right. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about? Otherwise, I can shoot a question. Um, no, not really. I just kind of like hopped on the live thingy and I was just like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> All right. Um, kind of wanna wanna ask about um, what like the fashion scene within the Philippines because um, it is a country that uh, we we have heard uh, you know same as uh, a little bit in uh, India in Sri Lanka that you know at times labor could be unethical. Um, so I'm not suggesting that we specifically talk about kind of the ethics of how things are produced, but just are curi I'm curious to hear a little bit more on how is the fashion scene in the Philippines? Are you seeing uh, any trends, any changes, kind of a movement towards more sustainable and ethical production? Absolutely. Um, just today I posted a story on Forbes about a, um, a fashion auction that will help to alleviate the hunger because that was caused by the COVID crisis. So in that respect, I feel like fashion is becoming more socially responsible. Mm -hmm. I mean, it remains to be a luxury as with any other country, but it's luxury that serves others, which yeah. I'm super, super proud of. And a lot of the brands or designers that joined this auction are actually brands that um, they promote the local craft. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of leaves, a lot of local um, fabric creation, handcrafting. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's an indication, if anything, that the, the Philippine fashion industry is going back to its roots. It's becoming root-based again. It's starting to embrace, you know, sustainability, ethical practice, fair trade, you know, we're starting, I'm seeing a lot of brands, a lot of like very innovative designers um, supporting local tribes, local weaving groups, mm -hmm. a lot of women groups specifically. So I think, especially now with sustainability being a big thing, the Philippines is, is going to do so well with regard to this like new awakening for fashion and i am so excited and i'm so optimistic for all our local brands because i'll, I'll send you photos there's this one brand called zara one mm -hmm. and she does like a basket weave style for bags but she does them in the shapes of like a television bag oh own bag it's really cool it's so interesting it's so creative it's so original and I, I'm just so proud to say that we are right on track in that respect. This is very inspiring to hear because um, 
I mean, it's not easy to break away from a way of uh, producing, um, yes, especially sure. especially in in a in a in a in kind of in a country where, um, I mean, it's very hard to. It might be a little bit harder to compromise and kind of to push forward in entrepreneurship when I mean clearly the reason starts starts way way uh, you know further ahead with how transparent is the government how much money is uh, being given for innovations for development for small right. uh, enterprises to develop so um, we we see that innovation within fashion <laughs> unfortunately has to come from the small players right because the big players have it good i mean they're making pro uh, profits they've been producing the way they have been producing and i mean if it's not the push and the innovation from the smaller brands then it's hard to really go ahead with the change so it's fantastic to see that uh within the philippines uh smaller brands and art artisans are finding the ground to to break the stereotype yeah. and, and, and the status quo and rise and uh, be on And like, track. even among consumers of luxury products here in our country, I've even before COVID also, I've noticed that a lot of them are eager to invest their money on a locally made, very well-crafted bag versus like a designer bag from one of the bigger fashion houses. And yeah. that... Yes, absolutely. You'll see them like the red carpet regulars, you know, all these fashion figures in our country. And they'll be carrying a, a handcrafted um, clutch, for example, that was made out of discarded wood or out of dried leaves. And really interesting, interesting how they come up with all these beautiful things using materials that we never would have thought would be fashionable. This is this is uh, super I inspiring to hear. And uh, there are a few, I feel like in Asia, we're seeing this trend a little bit more where uh, people who would be regulars with a Gucci or an LV bag would be rocking uh, kind of... Um, say banana leaf uh crop waste handmade exactly. bag, uh which is which exactly. is super cool and they and they exactly. make it work <laughs> which is also very and like very yeah they make point. it work and you know what else i find really cool is that some of like our so-called fashion influencers would even post and say i am proud to be a notorious outfit repeater that's me for seven and days in a row <laughs> I think that makes it, that's the same for yeah. me also. And you know how it's, it's for years, it's been perceived in fashion that you're supposed to never look the same. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's a shame. It's a shame if you ever it's a look shame the same, to right? wear the same t-shirt over and over again. <laughs> it's uncool to be wearing yeah. the, um, it's uncool to have the same bag from last season, you know, things yeah. like that. That's been ingrained in our mentalities or in our consciousness to be what, what you know what how we should spend how we should consume but now i'm seeing like fashion stylists fashion designers and they're proud they're proud that they someone they is commenting totally oh. bianca he is my coolest most fashionable friends is he and uh, yes, and is I can't. Is he a sustainable fashion shopper, or is he a regular? Yes, yes. Shopper. One of the 
one of the chicest people I know. But yeah, as I was saying, um, there's nothing wrong with wearing the same outfit. No, and no, it's how, not. I feel yeah. it's a it's an emerging trend to learn. I mean, because because it's actually a, a a skill to be able to mix and match things which you already have. And one of my favorite uh, bloggers, her name is Tess Montgomery. We work with her uh, within the US. Uh, she has started doing those videos where she's styling one item like in five, six ways. And people all of, all of a sudden are getting so inspired and like, wait, I have those pieces that can make up not 20, but like 75 outfits. And uh, I feel we're, uh, I mean, it's just a new skill which is starting to emerge, namely how to be able to mix and create stuff. Several, yeah, create Usually it's, we go to, say, to Zara or somewhere else and we see already outfits. So this is what we intuitively kind of match in our head. So we get it and uh, we don't even realize uh, that other options are viable. Speaking of this, I just realized there um, there is actually an app. I forgot the name now, uh, and I tried it once, and it actually blew my mind. Uh, but you take what a is picture. App? I will I will get the name. I will get the name. Okay, send it to me, please. It's uh, basically you take a picture of everything you have in your wardrobe, uh, and it's clicked, of course, AI driven, and then it automatically suggests outfits for you with everything you have. And I swear, 90% of the outfits it suggested, I had never thought I could combine, but they were actually really good. Oh, so I found this cool. very smart because it also might take a lot of time, you know, for you to figure out what to wear in the morning. So you just kind of take a picture one. <laughs> it's like, Bianca can wear a $10 outfit source from a market in Bangkok. Look at all, Navi. Thank you. <laughs> this is when Bianca wears the fashion and not the fashion wears Bianca. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that makes all of us, I think. Most of us, I think. And that's, that's when creativity really comes out to play. And that's when the fun part comes in, you know when you're able to work with what you've got and make the most out of it and make it look beautiful. Yeah. I'm curious to ask you, how do you feel? Because you have been writing uh, a bit about that and I am um, just wanted to get your opinion on how do you think one adopts a conscious mindset? Wow, that is a tough question. I mean, if I were just to base it on my journey, it happened on its own. It, it unraveled on its own, if you know what I'm trying to say. So I don't think there's one formula for it. I mean, it will depend on a person. Like, case in point, how did you become conscious about, you know, your lifestyle choices? I'm sure there was something that ignited that, that need and that desire mm -hmm. to be, you know, not to leave too much of a carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. And all these things unravel for each other in, in very unique ways. Mine was a long journey, very, very long journey. Would you like to share? Or it's sure, sure, of course, of course. Um, it started first with wellness. Mm -hmm. So I, I, like a couple of years ago, I decided that I wanted to, you know, get a little bit healthier. In the beginning, it was to look good. And then it progressed into something deeper and something well, somewhat spiritual, I would, I would think. So then I guess that extended to, you know, um, 
things that I want to consume, the food I want to eat. Um, and basically just how, how I decide on things, how I want to, where I want to invest my time, my energy and my resources on. And ultimately that also extended to fashion choices, beauty choices and all these other things. And when it comes to fashion, would you say, let me see, it's a, it's a tough question to ask. What I'm, what I'm trying to ask is when it comes to kind of your choices related to food and to beauty, they're somehow more, di more direct. Uh, you, can, you could, you know, the food goes straight in, like, in your body. So it's, I feel the transition towards healthier food was rather quick in realizing. Oh, yeah, for with sure. Absolutely. As well. And with fashion, I feel there is such a, like, a large yeah. group of people who are conscious on the way they eat, on the way they treat their skin, but they wouldn't be necessarily conscious towards fashion or something that it's affecting rather kind of the world as a whole, as opposed to you as an individual kind of through the world. through the For sure. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. Um, it's easy to to choose better when it's something that you ingest, mm -hmm. when it's something that you put on your skin versus something you wear, you take it off, you wash it. But then when, when you get so ingrained in, you know, just being connected to everything and doing good because you are a part of this planet, this universe, then then it just follows that you don't... You don't want to dirty your home. I mean, essentially, that's what it is. You don't want to, like, you don't want your home to be, like, a mess, you know? So I guess when that, when the realization that your planet is your home hits you, that's when it becomes more viable and more, more sensible in one's consciousness to not want to consume something that's just going to add to the dirt, to the pollution, to the yeah. destruction. I like, I, I like don't get me wrong. I'm not. No, no, I like what you're saying. I feel like uh, it's uh, in my mind, it was, it was shaping like kind of a feng shui that extends beyond kind of your, how you arrange your home. Also the consistency need to be kind of pure in there energy to put it in a very abstract way but uh yeah this is uh this is a very interesting way of um kind of realizing think, that you yeah you, eventually you are you what realize. you eat and you probably you are what you wear as well so i mean in precisely some way, and at the end of the day of life. when you realize that the planet we live in the planet that suffers from pollution from all these things is actually your home just on a really really large scale then it makes you think, like, do I really want my home to be dirty? Do I want to sleep in a bed that's dirty? Or, you know, I don't want to live in a filthy home. So then... Yeah. And then you get yeah. the concept of uh, the tragedy of the commons and the diffuse responsibility. But that's, uh, that's, well, that's, yeah, so that's another, another huge topic, which is yeah, interesting sure. to see how we could tackle as a um, collective citizens of this world For all sure. right bianca we're uh, we've almost made an hour 
of incredibly interesting topics. Thank you so much for staying so late with us. <laughs> I hope. I'm so happy to. I call it my girls' night in. So it, it thank is. Thank you for being on the girls' night in. I'm thank sorry you so if you're not able to wake up for your uh, sunrise yoga tomorrow. Uh, That's we'll okay. We'll do sunrise together. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, I, would, I would love to see the view from your um, mountain home. It has been an incredible honor having you. And once again, on behalf of our entire team, we want to thank you so much for covering us at Forbes. This was so huge for us. And uh, we were really, we were really through the roof. Uh, it has been super interesting to chat to you and uh, it would we would love to continue the conversation and uh, to continue be getting your thoughts uh, and um, kind of info on breakthroughs that are coming your way. We uh, feel your like your your Forbes page is uh, super informative and covers really really useful topics. So thank you. We would love to be here for you uh, whenever whenever you want us to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bori. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for spending you, time. It was, it was it was lovely. We're wishing you a wonderful night, Bianca. Many kisses from yeah, us. Yeah, me too. Kisses from here. And Bye. have a fantastic week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Wait, I have my party music. <laughs> wow, this was not the song I was expecting. <laughs> Thank you so much guys for watching and we will Bye guys, thank you! <laughs>